Welcome to Third Floor Views, where we at Chesapeake Family Life talk about health, education, and living with kids. I'm your host, Janet Jefferson. Today we're discussing the new Navy Football Players Council for Racial Equality. Here with us is Navy football coach Robert Green, who is Director of Racial Equality and is leading the new council, and Miles Fells, Senior Slotback and Council Member. Thank you for being here with me today. Let's jump right in. I'd love to hear Coach Green just a little bit about how the council came about and, and why, why you put this council together and, and, and how it, it came to fruition. The, the weekend immediately after the George Floyd uh, murder, we, we came together, Coach Neil Matalolo uh, wanted to do something beyond just social media uh, postings. And so we, we urged him that, Coach, you know, you have to do something on social media. You know, that this is 2020. You can't say, you know, you have to say something. He says, okay, I will, but, but I want to establish something larger and something more meaningful and something that is lasting. And so his first thought was to go to his peers at the AFCA, American Football Coaches Association, and, and establish something that they could do as, as football coaches, right? And so I believe they had a meeting that following Wednesday. Uh, he came back to me and, and, and pitched my ideas. Okay, what, 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 what can he do? And he, and he basically gave me what, what his initial thoughts were. He wanted a council of players. He wanted it to be representative of all races on our team. And he wanted it to get going immediately. And so he, he says, I found out at that moment, you're the new director <laughs> of racial equality and you need to get going right now. Don't waste any, any moments, any time. Subsequently, he, he, we also had a team meeting, I believe on that Friday. And our guys, Miles and, and, and his teammates got up to, to speak on what they were feeling about the uh, current social uh, atmosphere in our country. And we were so impressed with the level of understanding, the level of passion and emotions behind it, that we also felt extremely comfortable in allowing and giving them a voice outside of our team uh, so that they can go out and express these things to a greater population, namely our school and our campus, but also beyond the walls of, of the Naval Academy. Was it hard to put this together? Were there any roadblocks you came across or hoops you had to jump through? No, ma'am. I'm, I'm, I'm an old Marine, and uh, we, we find ways to, to get the job done. And I say that a little bit uh, joking, but but no, with the, with, the, with the young people we have, uh, particularly Miles and his teammates, his classmates, it was very easy to get started from, from our perspective. The, the athletic director was on board. We have already have a, a chief diversity officer here in Tamika Lindsay, who is also our officer rep on the football team, which means she is the uh, one of the military members who's with us all the time to, to guide us on the mil military and moral side of the house. So she's already connected to the football team. She's also the chief diversity officer, which gives us you know, an automatic inroads to, to the larger piece, the superintendent and those types of people to gain their support as well. There was no one who, who objected to anything. Everybody was supportive across the, across the, the campus and, and we could get started immediately. And so we immediately went into to meeting as a, uh, and, and into nomination of the council members. 
That's great. Do you feel like there's a great need for a council on the Naval Academy campus and even through the, the Navy as a whole? Coach Green, I'll start with you, but then Miles, I want to hear your perspective as well. You know, systemic racism is everywhere. What does it look like to be on, on the Navy campus, Naval Academy campus, and, and how, how does it feel? Where does the council fit into that? Yes, ma'am. I think it was it's extremely important to give our young people a voice and a platform. I am of a of a generation that you know you know followed up a great generation. Our parents who fought for equal rights in the '60s and and fought continuing to the '70s, '80s, and, and we were born into that. And and so our idea and our outlook on the social environment in this country is a little bit different than, than Miles and his teammates are. And so while I have my ideas about, you know, how the racial equality fight should be fought, I am a dinosaur as it compares to Miles because when I grew up, I did not even think that we could even have an African-American president, right? That was not even a possibility for me and my generation, right? That, that, that was never a thought, but, but Miles has had eight years of that of his life, of his of his. You know, transit. So he looks at me like, "What are you talking about?" Like, sure, yeah, that happens all the time. Like, you know, what I mean, <laughs> like, what are you talking about, Co- Coach? You, you know, and I'm talking about Rosa Parks and Dr. King and these types of people. And they're talking like, "Well, what about Freddie Gray and Tamir Rice and Amdad Diallo?" And they're 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 talking about their own level of of the African American experience in this country. And so, only thing they really needed from from me and from my my contemporaries is some guidance, some some let's kick down some doors for us so that we can talk and give us an opportunity to to have a platform to speak and let us do the speaking for ourselves. And once they have a voice, I think that gives them power. And once they feel like it can affect change, then then they're they're more more tied to our democracy. They're they're tied to this school. They feel a belonging. The people listen to me. I, I have a voice. I have stuff I want to say. And I think I saw that from my perspective. Basically, they basically told me to sit down and shut up. <laughs> we, we respect all those people. We respect the, the foundation that we laid in the 60s and, and, and getting things, making progress. But this is our fight. And so uh, we need you to kind of sit back. And, and so I will step back right now and, and, and shut up, let Miles talk. So Miles, uh, what I'd really like to hear is, is how do you, do you feel that there's a great need for this council on, on the Naval Academy campus in particular? Yes, and not just saying that, that we experience this blatant racism openly, but because if you haven't grown up and seen these things uh, happen to you firsthand, a lot of times it gets difficult for you to, to empathize and understand what happens to other people. So, you know, a lot of people that go to the Naval Academy, we, we make up historically 7%, uh, African-Americans make up 7, 7% of, of the school's population. So the other, however many percent, including all the other minorities and things like that, majority of the school hasn't experienced the same things that we've experienced. So having this, having this council to sort of help mend the gap as far as understanding and, and things like that, I think it's absolutely necessary. I hate that it, that it took all of these things to, to bring it together. But now that it's here, I mean, that's all that we can think about is the way forward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What is the goal or purpose of the council? Coach Green, I'll start with you. The goal and purpose is to, is to take our platform and athletes, and we, we see it at all levels, right? At the professional level, it, it's all over, right? At the collegiate level. But we have a very powerful voice 
as far as what I, what, what we do here with, with platform now. Athletes have you know, even at the Naval Academy, right? We well, we consider ourselves pretty humble in our approach to athletics and and, and what we do outside of the Naval Academy, right? We don't, we're not very boastful about what we do, but we do understand that there's a fan base, right? There's a fan base that we have. There are a, a, a young kids that look up to Miles and his and his and his teammates. You know, Coach Ken is one of the more popular people in the in the city, right? And and and, and in, in the country, in in some aspects, talk about football. And so why not use that platform for good and to, and to use it to, to further the message? I mean, the, the fact is that a lot of athletes here are, are minorities. And, and so why not use this opportunity to, to, to give them a voice and allow them to further their, the cause and, and progress? I mean, arguably, I mean, maybe not arguably, the fact is that this is probably the third time in, our, in, in the history of our country that we're able to make a large leap in racial quality issues for African-Americans. I mean, that, that is, I mean, maybe, you know, Emancipation Proclamation in the civil rights, passing the civil rights uh, bill, and now. That, and so we, we, we wanna use this opportunity to use our platform when we have it. Absolutely. So what are some of the projects that you're working on? So Miles, I'll let you sort of jump in here. What are you guys doing right now with the council? Well, we started off trying to get, we wanted to focus in-house, so we wanted to get everybody registered to vote. That's a big, that's a big part of, of making change, especially, you know, we're one of the most diverse teams in the country. I would feel like we got people from all across everywhere. So um, that's where we wanted to start. And then moving on from there, we have initiatives with the local police departments. The Baltimore City Police, they just had a, a, a round table with them uh, yesterday, right, Coach Green? Yesterday? Wednesday. Day uh, before yesterday? We wanted to try to, you know, get the police more connected with the community and, and kind of pitch some ideas that we had as far as uh, getting things, uh, mending those relationships, things like that. Uh, we've had meetings with the education side of the academy, so the, uh, the leadership department, the history department, the English department, trying to fix the curriculum so that we can learn more. We, we, our main focus for everything was education, because if you don't know better, you can't do better. So we wanted to have uh, things implemented within the school that way you know we could just help everybody and then with myself i'm a part of the machine diversity team and uh, we've just been trying to come up with different things in the hall so we're split up into different companies and just have different conversations in the company about what's going on racial inequalities that we see happen our own personal experiences that have happened to us and and just sitting down and being open that way our voices can be heard because a lot of times if you're just having a conversation it can go south because you get on the defensive, especially if somebody's opinion or experience differs from what you know. So just having them come in with that, with the mindset of, hey, this person has been through things that I haven't, I wanna have an open mind. And that way we can all be on the same page moving forward because it's not, a lot of times when you run into, into conflict, it's because one, one side doesn't really wanna listen to the other. So just having each other listen and, and grow, that's, that's really our main goal. So it sounds like you are headed in a lot of different directions from education to forging community relationships with, with the police or even other community members, really diving into the curriculum, but then also looking at potential you know, peer-to-peer interactions. That's a lot on your plate, which is incredible. So I just want to talk a little bit about some of your short-term goals versus maybe your long-term hopes and dreams for the council. So I'll start with you, Miles. So you talked a little bit about some of the projects you're working on now. What, especially since you're in such early stages of the council, what do you, what do you see long-term? What are some of your, your hopes and dreams for the council? 
long term is saying it's really it's really difficult to to look that far ahead, but definitely seeing a more cohesive and understanding brigade and 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 football team as a whole, seeing commu- the community bond together more than they ever have, and eventually like the end goal is to have you know a police officer pull up on some kids and they not get nervous. You know, I, I know that the police are here to protect me and I shouldn't have to be worried because I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just playing basketball. I'm just doing this. I, I, that's the end goal for me. And we know that that's not going to be something that happens overnight because I'm in the military. I I haven't been, you know, back home doing a bunch of crazy stuff in a long time. And, and I still get nervous, you know, routine yeah. traffic stops. I still get nervous just trying to eliminate that for the people that come behind me. And that'll be like how we can make some big changes. So I feel like that would be the end goal, like the end all be all, you know, and for, for kids like in my position that are the minority in schools like the Naval Academy to not feel so uh, uncomfortable sometimes when they're in rooms where they are the minority. Like if you're in class and you're the only black kid in the class to not be as nervous to know that I have allies in this classroom. These people aren't looking at me weird. It doesn't feel weird. We're, we're all connected. We all understand each other for the most part. And I know that, that they have different opinions and I, they know I have different opinions, but that's okay because we, under, we respect each other as human beings and we can still have a conversation. Absolutely. Mutual respect. It's not, not much to ask for, but it's something we absolutely need to work on. What about you, Coach Green, what are some of your sort of short-term goals versus long-term hopes and dreams for the council? I'll start with the, with the long-term. And, and uh, one is that this, this, this council, eventually, uh, we don't need it, right? And that, mm-hmm. that would be awesome if we, we never need it again. But, but we're going to keep it in place for, for some time, right, until we don't need it. And, and when that time is, who knows, right, it, 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 uh, how long that takes. But we, we're willing to stay and fight. And, until it does, and so we'll keep the council in place it, it is, as, as a permanent fixture in our program until such a time we don't need it, and, and we don't know how long it's going to take. But I really love to see a, a shared understanding, at least, of the foundations of our country, like you know, and that I can open up a history book, right, and read it. If I'm in Maryland, I can open it up and read it, and it says the same thing that it does in my home state of Georgia about when, where, how. And what it was, the facts, just the facts, not, you know, and I understand emotions and, 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 and it's hard to, you can't argue against a, a person's perspective, right? You can't argue that, but surely you can, you can argue the facts. Like you, you can put that down in black and white, you know, the slaves were, came here, uh, not of their own doing. Like, you know, that, that is a fact. Like, you know, how do you teach that at the K through 12 level in public schools? A great foundation would be that we, that we, that the textbooks are, are, are similar no matter what region that you're in. The, the, the South's textbooks should equal that of, of, of the North or the South or the Southwest, right? And, and, and everybody has a, a, at least a common ground understanding of what happened to our country. Not that anybody needs an apology, not that you know, we're looking for anything else, but, but certainly a, 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 at least a common ground of, of, where we, of how we got to 2020 America, right? And that, that would be a great start for, for us. And that's why Miles, mentioned earlier that education was our biggest initiative is because like he says, you know, if you know better, then, then you can do better. But, but if you're ignorant of it, then you, you don't really understand. Short term, we're kind of explain how we're organized. So there's one council of nine members, three members per returning class, 
three in the senior class, three members from the junior class, three members from the sophomore class. One African-American, one Caucasian, and one other race in each one of those classes, right? And they are the council that kind of drives thoughts and ideas. Um, now, the committees, however, are made up of, of a lot larger groups, right? So uh, there are committees, there's an education initiative committee, there's a policing discussion committee, there's a leadership ethics and law committee. And so those committees then can take on the, the lion's share of work for that, that particular group. So, so Miles, as great as he is, we can't stretch him in all three committees. He, he, he would go crazy. He, he, would, he would not never say, he would never turn us down for opportunity to work on this deal, but, he, but he, we can't stretch him that far. So he has teammates that are, that are maybe not as handsome, but as equally impressive. <laughs> Uh, equally impressive in, in, in thought and ideas and, and expression. So uh, we have those guys working. Uh, we have uh, professional coaches and doctors and staff members who facilitate each committee. And so there's, there's someone who facilitates the policing dis discussion, an old guy like me, all right, that will <laughs> jump in and help Miles to do that. And you know, we, we're just to facilitate. We're not there to really issue our own ideas, but just help facilitate those. Mm -hmm. So we just met with as Miles said, police departments, local police departments, and their chiefs. And, and Annapolis Police, police Department, Ed Jackson, mm -hmm. uh, Bowie Police Chief uh, John Nesky, Lieutenant Colonel Brady's from the Maryland State Police, and the Deputy Commissioner uh, Sullivan out of Baltimore. Sat down on a Zoom call, much like today, like we're, we're on here. And, it, and the midshipmen, sophomores mostly, were able to engage with those, those guys in, in discussion. And so that, that's a big time goal, but we want to have two, three more of those. One, bringing in those groups that NAACP or ACLU that, that uh, have a advocacy, group, advocacy groups that have a different opinion about what the police chief said, right? And so ultimately we would love to, to, to be able to bridge the gap and, and, and perhaps provide an opportunity for all of us to come together then and talk and make some progress police department, advocacy groups, and then, and then using our platform and our voice and our fan base as an opportunity to get their message out. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to, again, Miles, take this earlier about the education and curriculum. Before we go out and try to change the world, try, try to change Maryland, we've got to make sure we have the Naval Academy mm. on board with history and get a common ground here. Uh, because these young people are going to go out and lead and do great things out in, in our military, have a lot, lots of people under their charge, in most cases, in some cases, they'll be issuing punishment and, and, and jail time and all that kind of stuff, right? And so we want to make sure they leave the Naval Academy with an understanding uh, of, of the minority and African-American experience in this country. So uh, those are short-term goals. If we can get those things on board, which we're already moving in the right direction, we've already meeting, we're already discussing curriculum here. I, I think we, we can get that on board. That's going to be awesome for us moving forward. Yeah, it sounds like you have been really busy already, and that's and that's fantastic. Do you think this model can be replicated in other sports teams, other universities? Is it something that everyone can and should be doing? And Coach Green, I'll start with you. Yes, ma'am. It needs to be. It has to be. And the reason why it is is that we are just at the tip of the iceberg when it comes to uh, racial issues in this country, right? And so it's, I think it's easily replicated, but people have to be supportive, right? The, 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 our superintendent is, is supportive. The dean of students, the commandant is supportive. The athletic director and head coach are all supportive of what we're trying to do. I'm not sure what our own other college campuses, but I would hope that mm -hmm. they are as well. But we, we just, the, 
George was was murdered, and there were protests. Well, there still has to be a trial, right? And, and Breonna Taylor still has to be a trial. Uh, Maude Arbery still has to be a trial. And, and depending on how those trials turn out, things could blow up uh, again, right? And COVID still underlies all of this, right? The pandemic is still here. And so the longer that goes on, the more people suffer, and the more all this morphs from COVID pandemic into racial unrest, into unfair, underprivileged, underserved communities, and it all kind of boils into one thing. And so if we don't get these, uh, this templated kind of idea into, into other colleges, universities, high schools, businesses, and then this thing could really fest into a moment where, where, we, where we, it gets out of control if we don't give our young people a voice and a way to change and make progress because those things are down the line. It's an election year. They, all these things all work together and, and it's going to be, a, 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 if we're not, we don't look to the future six, seven months, a year out, then we'll be back here again addressing the same issues if we don't give these young people an opportunity to make some change and progress. Absolutely. So, Sports has has long been an interesting platform for speaking out against racism, you know, ranging from desegregation and Jackie Robinson to, to more recently Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. So as, as unlikely as it seems that an anti-racist committee is, is started at the Naval Academy football team, in some ways it makes a lot of sense. But can you speak to a little bit about the relationship between sports and racial equality and where does this council sort of fit into the history of that? Coach Green, I'll, I'll start with you there. Yes, ma'am. And you, you did a great job uh, leading, leading into this question. I don't, you know, you pull up Muhammad Ali, you pull up, you know, you know it's always the sport. Sports is maybe like music is the one thing that we all can agree on that we, we, we love to, mm-hmm. that's a part of our right as, as an American, right, to cheer on your favorite team. And, and we all can sit down and be fans of any particular sports team, no matter, no matter, no matter our race. And so as all, we all feel like we, that is something that's owed to us as a, as a part of our dear. So, so now that I have all eyes on, on, on us, right, in, in, in the arena, if all eyes are on us, then I have you captured and I have your attention for whatever moment in time that that's mine in, in the sun. And so it's always tied to that because that same athlete, all right, is also <laughs> the, the man who needs the help, all right, who also, so I'm, I, I posted some, some social media stuff back, but you know, I as a as a military member, I'm, I'm a protector, right? But then my civilian life, I'm also a protester of, of of my equal rights because I represent my family, my community, and everyone else who helped me get here. And so I want to see things equal as a as a civilian, as a, an American, but I also understand that as as a as a man who's sworn to protect the Constitution, I have a have a have a right there. So sports automatically ties into all that because largely minorities can, can compete and, and be on equal equal ground in the in the arena. And so I have your attention and so I have something to say. Uh, I'm not just going to shut up and dribble. I'm not going to just shut up and pass the ball. I'm going to also give you my opinion about social injustices as well. Yeah, it's a really powerful platform. And I think especially in, in the United States, especially football, it's, it's something that a lot of people care a lot about. So speaking of that, Miles, I'd like to ask you sort of what, 
with your celebrity status, what advice would you have for kids? So local kids in Annapolis or, or even beyond, what advice do you have for kids who are excited about racial equality and doing community service and being involved in their community? Where should they start? Well, I always say start with, start with control the controllables, right? Mm. So definitely start with yourself and, and, and work and influence where you can influence and it's on you. Don't sit around and wait on somebody to, to do the things that you're thinking about. So like if you have an idea about change, or if there's something that's, that's bothering you that, that you want to see change and things like that, don't just sit around and, and be like, oh, well, somebody else will get to it or, well, I'll do it if somebody else does it. What, what's to keep you from being the next Martin? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, you're the next Barack. Who's going who's gonna to keep you from fulfilling those roles? And it's, our, it's ourselves. We tell ourselves like, oh, Maybe I'm, I'm not this, I'm not that, I can't do this. Nah, don't listen to your, the, the voice in your head telling you that. L- listen to me. I'm telling to you that you can do it. And anything that you want to accomplish, go out and, and accomplish that. You know, Have a plan. Think on it. Ask for advice from people like Colonel Green. Like, and I got uh, old heads I talk to at home that I converse with. You know, When I have things that I'm, that I'm thinking about, talk to those people. And then go do it. You know, Get in the fight. Get in the action. Because that's when change is made. Don't just, don't just wait on anybody else. It changes on you, so go do it. Absolutely. I'm going to have us end here on that really positive note, and I think that's a great message for, for all the kids, uh, not only in our community, but beyond in the, in the entire country. Go do it. So thank you so much to Coach Green and to Miles Fells for being with, here with us today to address some of our questions about the new council. We love to hear your thoughts, comments, and questions. If you enjoyed what you heard today, check out more at thirdfloorviews.com. I'm Jenna Jefferson. This is Third Floor Views. Thank you for listening.